We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ryan, let's move on to the offensive line and we'll wrap up the offensive recruiting here. Okay, let's get the positives. Let's discuss. We, we spent a lot of time in the previous show discussing the positives of the offensive line. And, and overall, it's an excellent group. We both went A-minuses. They signed a four-man haul last year. We are saying four because we are removing Joey Tonona from the conversation because he never even made it to spring ball because of their very unfortunate accident. He had pretty much soon after arriving in Notre Dame, which ended his football career. So you signed a four-man haul last year, talented group. You signed a, th- a five-man haul this year. To me, let's just quickly discuss what we like about it that earned the A-minus grade because an A-minus grade is still really good, and the reality is there's a lot of high ceilings in these last two years, a yes. lot of high ceilings. And we'll get into why it's the concerns we have here in a minute, but when you look at last year's class, Emil Wagner, Billy Shrouth, both five-star upside guys. Uh, Ty Chan, good football player, top 200 type of guy for me. Ashton Craig, very high upside guy. Lower floor, but very high upside. Then you look at this year's class. Charles Jagasaw, five-star now, five-star upside. I believe we both graded him out as a five-star after his senior season, correct? Uh, So that's a five-star kid. Uh, I know that Sullivan Absher, we have a little bit of difference of opinion on, but we both have a very high ceiling. Uh, the thing that I like about this group is last year was a lot of low floor, high ceiling guys. This year, it's a lot of high floor guys and Mm -hmm. and at the bottom of the class. So like Sam Pendleton and Christopher Tarek and even Sullivan Absher to a degree and Charles Jackson, they all have much higher floors than last year's group. The only guy with a lower floor in this year's group is Joe Otting because Mm -hmm. of just the needing to build up his body. But you look at Notre Dame signing day heights and weights, there's three guys already over 300 pounds in this class. And Jagasaw, Pendleton, and Absher. Right, and it's not bad weight. You, you, I mean, you look at Sam Pennell; he's just huge. Charles Jackson is just massive. I mean, he stood next to a, at a at a game this year. He was on a visit with Drake Bowen. Drake Bowen six foot two, two hundred thirty pounds, and Charles Jackson made him look small. I mean, it was like you got to be kidding me. My, I got shown that picture. I was like, good lord! Like I've seen Drake Bowen. I've been up close to Drake Bowen. He's a big kid, and Charles Jackson made him look tiny. And Sullivan Absher's massive. Sam Pendleton is massive. And Christopher Tarek, who is 6'5", 300 pounds, uh, is the fourth biggest guy in the class. 
right? Slides. So they added a much, and that was the thing. They needed a big influx of size. Last year's group was, a, you know, Billy Shrouth was like 275 when he signed. Emil Wagner's like, was like 250, 255, if we're being honest, when he signed. He was not 270. Uh, you, Ashton Craig was 270, 275. Uh, they, now, Billy Shrouth is over 300 now. They've put on weight, but you got to worry, like, are they going to have to put on too much weight? This group, however, is a lot like Tai Chan. They're just massive. They're just showing up at 300 pounds. Now it's just about body redistribution with this group. You know what I mean? And so that was a big check for me. And this class also, this last two years also added a much needed jump in physicality. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I think that's why Tommy Reese getting Billy Shrouth late completely changed the outlook of last year's class. You know, because it was like Joey Tanone is kind of an athletic kid. You know, he had some toughness, but he's out. Neil Wagner's got a lot of tools, but he's undersized. Ty Chan's a pretty powerful kid. Astra Craig, again, undersized. They were battlers, but they were going to need some, they were going to need a lot of time before they can move people in college like they moved people in high school. Yep. This 23 class complements that really nicely because the athleticism of Shrouth, Wagner, and, and Craig is as good as you're going to find in a one, two, three combination of offensive linemen. You're not going to find many linemen that are as athletic as that trio, but they all need to gain a lot of weight and add strength and all that kind of stuff. This group brings the mass. They bring the power. They bring the, we're going to beat you to death in this game. We're going to, we're going to do to you what the 2017 offensive line did to USC. We're just going to beat you in a submission. That's the potential that that group brings to the table. So, the, so I think these two groups complement each other, Ryan, really, really well. And this, they also needed a big influx of interior talent, and this group did that as well. These two classes really boost the talent and depth along the interior of the offensive line, which is a big need in these two classes. Well, that's why I wanted to write that piece a few weeks ago, Ryan, about the 2023 group just kind of being the exemplary example of what's Harry Heastan wants of an offensive lineman, man. That is a mean 
physical group that you have in 2023. I mean, if you watch the highlight tapes of Sam Pendleton, I mean, my guy is just, it's a pancake after pancake. Like it, it, there's not a pancake NIL deal on the table for him down the line. They're this sure whole, this whole dude, I said this on a tweet, ran the whole 23 class should get some sort of IHOP deal. I'm serious. They're mean, man. They're I've mean. never seen a group of high school offensive linemen that had the pancake numbers that this group had. I'm being serious. I'm not even being hyperbolic. I've never seen a five-man class be this physically dominant at the high school level as this group was. And, and like you said, it's 300 across the board outside of Joe Otting, right? Like this te- this group is – I mean, Sullivan Absher is a mean dude. Sam Pendleton is a mean dude. Christopher Tarek is a mean dude. Right. Charles Jagasaw is an all-state wrestler. <laughs> like it's just – it's it's right. wild, man. Never and lost even, a high school wrestling match, exactly. And, and even Joe Otting, that's only about 270 pounds – my guy needs to develop physically, but like he sure. gets after it in the At trenches, the high school man. Level. Absolutely. Yes, he does. So if he is able to put on a good amount of weight and sustain his strength profile, then man, he is going yeah. to be a, a good one too. So when you kind of put all those classes together, man, you're like, if Emil Wagner can gain weights and this group just develops the, on the on the path that I think it's already on. And you're talking about a insane combination of athleticism and power over the next few years. Yeah. My only thing that holds me back slightly. Sorry, did you want to add it first? Yeah, I just or, wanted to say yeah. something about that here real quick. When when you yeah, look at this group, I think the one thing about it too is is I, I do think this is important. This group especially mm-hmm. fit a lot of the demeanor that Harry Heastan looks for. Harry Heastan looks for a unique type of kid. He wants the kids that are um, – it's not just about like he wants smart kids. That's the thing is he doesn't just want these big physical. He wants really smart kids. And you guys saw it when we interviewed Sam Pendleton, like that kid's going to like run for office someday or, or be a CEO of some. I mean, that is a wicked smart kid that knows how to communicate and say things right that. And then, you know, you meet Sullivan Absher, who's just as fun loving and goofy and, you know, but he's really smart, really smart. Yes. Charles Jagasaw is the same way. He's more of the quiet, Reserved. you know, sat. Yeah. Yes, but but then you really smart. Joe Otting is just that really kind of sweet Midwestern, you know, Bible Belt kid that doesn't really talk a ton. He's always got that really big smile on his face. His mom's the one always on our show talking, not him. But then you see him. But here's the thing, and and we don't know Christopher Tarek as well, so we're, I'm not going to comment on him because we just don't know him as well. But he's another guy that's just kind of quiet and reserved from what we have been able to tell. But when you put them all together, Ryan, they all have the the same on field. Their demeanor is identical. They're all smart, yeah. and they all have the same. Even Joe Wadding, who's an mm-hmm. undersized kid, he plays the game the same way Sam Pendleton does: mean and physical. And that's what makes this such a very Harry Heastan-esque offensive line. There's no question. Now, he had help. Chad Bowden helps and Tommy Reese helps, and that's how it should be. But there's no doubt that the guys they identified were have Harry Heastan's blueprints all over them, 100%. all over them when you look at those factors, Ryan. I just wanted yep. to hit on that before we jumped into the the, the legitimate concern that we that we do have in yeah. this group. Yeah, and I mean, this is literally the only concern I have, and this is why it made it go to an A- minus rather than an A, because I think that when you look at just every player in a vacuum together, you're like, you got good numbers the last two years, yeah. even with the unfortunate you know, medical retirement of, jo- of, um, Joey, of Tonona. Uh, Joey Tonona, but you still have some fantastic players, a lot of size, athleticism. There's, there's a lot of great things to work look at 
But the last two classes, though, right? It's gonna put some. It's gonna put a little bit of an emphasis on offensive tackle Let types. Let me ask you this: Did you say yes. if you just look at the players individually and just from a talent standpoint, it's an A? It's an A. Yeah, okay, I, I thought I heard you backwards. Okay, we agree. Yep. I just want to make sure yep. I I didn't hear you correctly on that one. So if you just look at them with a black with a blank name and just yep. put their their number in a hat, and you're just like Agreed. that all together, that's an Agreed. A, right? Agreed. Like that is just it. Agreed. But the the part that holds me back slightly is that your true offensive tackles that you know are definitely going to be offensive tackles down the line, your Charles Jagasaws, Emil Wagner's, Sullivan Absher's, I still think there's a possibility that Absher might be a guard long-term, which or is fine because, yeah, because I think he'll be a really darn good guard. Like I think he'll be dominant potentially in there. But the problem that comes with that is that you're putting a lot of eggs into the basket, if that is the case, of Emil Wagner being your offensive tackle moving forward. And if he can't be, it's fine, but that does put a lot of pressure on the 2024 class to get your true offensive tackle types of the right. future. Because if if Sullivan Asher is not an offensive tackle and Emil Wagner can't gain the weight appropriate, then Charles Jagasso is the only one that I feel positive about being an offensive tackle at the next level and being a good one at that. So you're, you're looking at that, and I'm just like, you got a lot of great offensive linemen, but you got a lot more interior types, in my opinion, than you got offensive tackle types. And for the sake of balance, I think that that's the only part that just gives me pause for a second. Now, if you go into 2024 and you get Gerby Lambert and, a, you know, you have Peter Jones already, who's more of an interior lineman, but if you get a Gerby Lambert and another true offensive tackle type, then sure. you're fine. Exactly. I, I think if Emil Wagner wasn't, if Emil Wagner didn't also have the size question for me, mm-hmm. I would feel a lot better about it. Because here, exactly. here's the way I look at it: this group went up in grade for me when we watched Charles Jagasaw senior film because Charles Jagasaw can play left tackle. There's oh, yes. no doubt. It's just, it's the same thing. It's the same argument I made for Blake Fisher. Can Blake Fisher be a left tackle? Yeah. Remember, people are saying no. Blake should be at left and put Joe on right, and it's like no. We know Joe Walt's an elite left tackle, right? And and yes, I think Blake Fisher could be a very good left tackle, but he could be a star right tackle for what I view a right tackle to be. And mm-hmm. and so when I look at Charles Jackson, there's not a doubt in my mind he can be a very, very good left tackle. But I think he could be a star as a right tackle sure. and potentially as a guard. You know, he could be a, a, a truly special guard if that's what gets him on the field the fastest. And then you kick him back out to tackle when that time comes, if, if that's what works best for you. Same with Sullivan Absher. I think Sullivan Absher can be a, a tackle in college. Uh, there's questions I have, as I've said, about pass blocking, but athletically and length and all that, he could be a tackle. But sometimes I wonder, but he's a right tackle if he is a tackle. But then you say, but maybe guard is where he is best. And that's the concern. And so when I look at it, and then Chris Tarek's a pure inside guy. So when I look at it, Ryan, I'm with you. If the, the, I, who's the left tackle if Emil Wagner can't add the weight? That's my question. So you, you put Jagasaw there. Okay, cool. But he could be very good there. But is are you really using him at his best position? Right. You know, like that's kind of how I felt about Mike McGlinchey in 16 and 17. I thought he was really good in both years. He was a third-team All-American in 2016. He was a first-team All-American in 2017. And it was an earned reward. But I always felt that Mike McGlinchey would have been best. His best season, in my view, was 2015 when he was a right tackle because the, the pass blocking responsibilities are a little bit different. 
mm-hmm. at playing right tackle. I thought that was his best year. He was special in 2015 yeah. because I think that was a more fitting position for him. So still very, I mean, all American left tackle come becomes a top 10 pick, but where did they draft him in the top 10 to play right tackle? Yeah. Right. So that's kind of the thing for me is, is that, that is why I, the overall grade is an A minus is that question right there. Yeah. If a meal Wagner hits, and he can add the necessary weight and get up to at least 290 and be a legit left tackle, this grade jumps up a bunch. He's the key for me. Mm-hmm. He's the key for me. If Emil Wagner hits, because I graded him as a top 250 caliber player coming out with a five-star upside. It's not often a guy gets a five-star upside when he's a top 250 grade. Most of the guys with five-star upside are like the top 100 type of guys. But he has it because you have to bring him down because of the size he is incredibly long he's got very powerful hands he's athletic from everything i've been told he's very smart and mm-hmm. and so you you see all the traits but i don't care how strong you are if you're 270 and you're going up against an elite defensive lineman like the cats that alabama just signed like james smith and all those guys that are like 300 now you're going to get tossed around Mm-hmm. You just are. And so the question is, is can he get up to 290 plus and maintain that athleticism and that quickness and all those other things? That's the which would make him a left tackle. That's the concern. That's the big red flag. That's the one thing that brings down a minus. If if Emil Wagner was was a 280, 285 pound kid when they signed him, legit a grade. It's an A grade because he's your left tackle. But because he's a question mark, just because of size, it's it's really the only concern we have about Emil Wagner. That is it. But it's a pretty big freaking concern. Look, I've seen clips of Emil from bowl prep, and he's still skinny. He just is. He's still really skinny. So we're going to find out over the next year how much he can get to. But if he can, if he can hit Ryan, he mm-hmm. is the key to this yes. offensive class. He's the key. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.